You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Well, you got to know I'm good. We, we made it into the playoffs, and we're about 25 days away from playing in the national semifinals. But for a recruiting nerd like me, what a big week. We have signing day uh, eight or nine days from right now. Yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah, for us it's nine. For you listening is eight. But uh, regardless, it's, um, it's pretty awesome. And I, I'm still on this high from the weekend. And the basketball team moves up to number nine in the AP. And I think that's well-deserved. It, it does, it, you know, it, I, I can't help but be like a little peeve still how many free throws we missed against Iona that cost us that yeah. game. But, I mean, kudos to the vampire for getting his squad ready to go. But, um, <laughs> Jimmy, a lot of ways we can go here today because now we – I mean, frankly, we we got some – some dead time between now and, and December 31st. I mean, it's not dead necessarily in the sense that there'll be an early signing day. Uh, the transfer portal is in full effect. The coaching portal is in full effect and the dominoes from both those things are just incredible. So, but I do want to start here because this is something um, that's very interesting to me. The injury situation with Alabama right now, I just want to go down this a little bit and then I want you to refute uh, or mm-hmm. to confirm or to mm-hmm. add, whatever whatever needs to happen. Mechie is done with ACL. We know this. That's correct. That's correct. He could come back. Uh, that's an interesting part of, you know, if we're just discussing John Mechie, my own personal opinion based on information I have and just personal opinion is that Mechie was going to enter the draft and probably be a day two type pick, probably not round one. He'd have been in the mix, but probably a day two pick. Uh, I'm guessing with his injury uh, that, that he's going to return. Uh, that's a guess. But um, it makes sense to me that he would come back and would be a huge boost to 2022. Yeah, you, you mean come back for next year is what you're saying. Come back, yeah, yeah, come back, come back yeah, for yeah. next season, yeah. He probably wouldn't even be healthy this spring, uh, which is fine. He, he knows the routes. He knows the playbook. Um, it, it'll be helpful to give – Corey Brooks and Treshawn Holden and those guys, all those snaps and reps. And then, uh, and then Mechie's dropped in next summer, like a free agent addition. Uh, that would be outstanding. And, and it looks like that, that may happen. All right. Chris Allen, interesting posts out there yeah. saying that Chris Allen could be back for the playoffs. Any word on that? Yeah. Um, a little conflicting. I think anyone that sees that post, is going to assume he's back. What I'm told is it's very possible but this is not something that's being written in stone either. Uh, but it is possible. It's always been possible. It's still possible. Uh, but, you know, on the one hand, I would love it. It would be very helpful. I'll take it. On the other hand, Dallas Turner playing in his spot has been outstanding. I don't think it's crucial for us that he come back. I would just call it helpful. Very possible is what I'm told. No, no, no and I agree. Um, however, the one thing that makes me want him to come back more than anything is because the way some of these dudes are getting hurt, it feels like we need to, we need just the warm bodies. I mean, Chris, 
Chris Allen needs to be back in case we need somebody in that position. And I want that to be Chris Allen. If it, you know, all right. things remain equal, you know what I'm saying? Oh um, yeah. Yeah. That's why, that's why the coaches wouldn't say, yeah, Allen may be back. Who cares? That's not them at all. They're like, Oh hell yeah. They want Chris Allen back. And he would play in the game with the first team at times. I'm just saying it would be sort of like, you know, it would be nice if we could add, say, LSU's left tackle uh, before the game. Uh, we would take him too, but but we have Evan Neal, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that would help us, but it could. Okay, Brian Robinson. I mean, again, he looked really good in the SEC title game. He looked really good um, by Brian Robinson standards. He didn't. He wasn't Derrick Henry, but that's not what he does. And I, I don't want people to uh, compare him to to any of those great backs. Brian Robinson is just. He's better at the little things, and he did some great work. Um, and I'm sure we shot him up with enough deer antler spray to grow a white tail. <laughs> he probably, you know, <laughs> has four hooves now. I mean, we put so much deer right. antler spray in him. But um, I'm assuming he will be fine. I mean, is there any yeah. reason to think he won't be? Uh, Brian Robinson should be uh, 100% after 25 days of rest. He'll continue to get treatment. He was not 100% during the game. It was just a warrior effort from B-Rob against Georgia. Uh, they felt like, you know, even at, at, at 75%, they needed him out there, at least for blitz pickup. And uh, he just gave a warrior effort. Should be closer to, if not 100%, by December 31st. How about any of the other running backs? Is there any reason to think McClellan or Roydell or, for the love of all things holy, Kamara Wheaton, is there any reason to think any of those could play? I, I'm assuming no. No, 0% chance. Okay. It'll be I, B. Rob and Trey and potentially Christian Leary. I'm, be so I'm, trying, I'm trying to ask mm-hmm. questions I, could, I already know the answer to, but in a way that if somebody isn't super connected or, or follows message boards right. every day, um, that, that they can relate to it. I mean, these are the types of questions. No, I was going to say my dad. My dad board. wouldn't ask this. Can I – all right, I, I don't want to ruin this podcast with non-Bama stuff, but I'm going to – here's what we're going to do, folks. I'm going to do this live read. Then I'm going to tell you a story because I think it's hilarious. Then we're going to talk about the rest of this injury situation. This whole podcast is going to be centered around injuries, not mine and Jimmy's. We have plenty of injuries. We're older. Um, Jimmy gets his feelings hurt, things like that. Um, but – uh, but, uh, yeah, this whole thing is going to be about injuries because, frankly, that's hugely important right now. But for now, first of all, I want to thank Omaha Steaks for being the lead sponsor in this podcast. And then I want to tell you about Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge, like this podcast right here. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Get three unlimited data lines for $30 a month per line and a free 5G phone when you switch so you can get the latest updates wherever you get them, all on one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save, Boost Mobile. Disclaimer, free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere for all phones or for all networks. See boostmobile.com for details. What I try to do in that live read, Jimmy, is live read it like they actually live read it in the commercials, you know, where the guy goes at the end, he gives you all this legal jargon. And he's like, so anyway, this offer is not good at all. And uh, forget what I said, but whatever, you know, just go check. No representation is made. No representation is made that the legal services provided are are greater than the legal uh, quality of legal services provided by others. Yes, exactly. Now, I want to tell you about prize picks. Hey, Jimmy, I'm not kidding. This is true. 
I use prize picks this weekend. I dabbled with it earlier, but this week I was like, you know, I'm going, I'm going to try something. I took JMO over. Uh, it was like 89 yards or something or 90 something yards. I took Bryce Young over 224 yards or something. I took, um, who was the other one? I think it may have taken Mitchie or I took, I can't remember who else I took, but I nailed all three of them. You know what I bet? I think I bet $50 on it and won 200. I mean, it's, 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 it's awesome. It's so much fun. And then I did it on the NFL yesterday and won again. It's a ton of fun. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers this, all the star players from the Power Five as well as mid-majors you might not have even heard of. All of our users that deposit and use promo code locked on will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Trust me, I did it this weekend, loved it, had so much fun. You will love it too. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. They have an award-winning app that you can get on the App Store or on Google Play, or you can go to prizepicks.com. You can log in from your computer if you don't want to do the app thing. So whatever you want to do, but go to prizepicks. Check them out. You will love it. I'm telling you, it's a ton of fun. Prizepicks.com. All right, Jimmy, I'm gonna, I got to cut my heater off if they hear a sound. Um, so I got to tell you this, this. This is a non-Bama story for those listening. I don't want you to fast forward because I think you'll like the story. Um, and I've got several like this. And if I told these other ones first, you would probably appreciate this one more. But I'm going to start with this one. Is it dirty? It just recently is happened. it dirty? Is it no, like it's a not dirty, dirty story? It's not. So the kids can listen. No. Kids can listen. So okay. um, for those who know me, I work at our family business called Robinson Iron here in Alexander City. My brother works with me. My father is still the president of the company. And um, so we're, you know, we're around each other all the time. We're, we're pretty tight family. We just know each other all really, really well. Everybody gets along, at least in our nuclear family. Um, and so the other day, uh, Austin, Austin's office is kind of ne- next to my dad's and I was walking to go talk to Austin, my brother. And I heard dad sort of jump in the case of somebody on the phone and I didn't know what it was about, but uh, it turns out he was trying to log into one of his af- financial accounts, uh, out of a comp- from a company in Birmingham that matches our 401k or something. And he, he was having problems. Now, dad is not computer savvy in the least at all. But what he does, he gets an icon, puts it on his computer, and then he can tap that and enter his passcode usually, and he's good. He can handle that. But if there's anything that deviates him from that path, it's over. He has to call everybody, IT, um, AT&T, Verizon, all these companies have nothing to do with anything that he's doing. But he has to call them and ask them about what the hell's happening, or me in Austin. So apparently, he was checking on his, his 401k, something or another, and uh, there was a security question that came up, and it said, have you ever owned a 2001 Expedition, Ford Expedition? And he said, well, you know, my, my wife, Luba, has owned them, so yes, I'll click yes. And he said, you're locked out for 24 hours. Okay. So Thursday, he decided, okay, I'm going to try it again. They ain't going to fool me again if it's the same security question. Sure enough, it was the same security question. He said, nope, never owned a 2001 Ford Expedition. He's locked out again. He's like, there are only two ways I can go with this. So he called the um, financial institution, got some nobody who put him in touch with somebody named Josh. And dad, at this point, was a little peeved. And what I, this is what Austin and I heard that got us laughing and got us plotting. Dad yelled out, so Josh, just answer me this. 
How do you know more about me than I do? How do you know my security answers? And, and Josh was like, sir, I can't, I don't even know what you're talking. I can't even see this information you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, dad jumped on Josh's case for a while. And, and then he called his, his actual guy that normally handles all his financial stuff. And that guy was scared to the point of having to wear brown pants because um, he was like, dad was like, I'm moving all my money. I'm moving everything I got out of your good. I'm tired of all this BS. Well, so what I did in the meantime, Austin goes to dad's office and he gives me a signal. So I use my cell phone to call the main line here to the office. And I tell the secretary to tell dad that it's Josh from this financial institution again. So dad, dad, proud as hell that he feels like, okay, I showed Josh who's boss. He's calling me back, begging for mercy. So dad puts it on speakerphone while two other secretaries are in there with him. And Austin's in there. And um, dad says, Josh, I'm so glad to hear from you. I said, yes, sir, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for taking my call again. I'm so he sorry. He doesn't recognize your, your voice. His only does not recognize son. my voice. I'm 49 <laughs> and I've worked with him for 25 years. He did not recognize my voice, nor and did he you see. You didn't do your Ed Orgeron voice. You didn't I did do not do Ed Orgeron, Orgeron voice. You Jimmy, just I talked just Robinson. like this. Talk just like this. And, Luke Robinson and, as Josh. <laughs> and then not only that. On the caller ID, it says Robinson Iron because I'm calling from our cell phone, my cell phone. So anyway, he says, I'm so glad to hear from you. And I said, Mr. Robinson, yes, and, and thanks for taking my call. Um, I do have a couple of security questions, though, before we can continue. And he said, OK, let's see if I can get these damn things right. Who's and your I favorite said, son? No, <laughs> I should have done that. But I said, Mr. Robinson, <laughs> can you tell me your wife's maiden name? He said, yes, it's Elizabeth Petrie. He like spelled it out. And I was like, okay, that's great, Mr. Robinson. That checks out. Your second security question is, Mr. Robinson, what is your shoe size? And there was dead silence. And he goes, <laughs> then he said, well, God damn it. It was 12 and a half D medium, but I've lost a little weight. So now they, the last pair I got did a little loose. Josh, how about that? <laughs> and we fell out in the floor. And I was like, I mean, we were all laughing. I was like, Dad, first of all, how did you not know it was me with my voice? Secondly, you were so damn happy to tell Josh you lost weight. You forgot about the other stuff. <laughs> and, you know, but Austin said, you should have, I should have seen the look on his face. Like, Dad froze like, these sons of bitches know my shoe size. <laughs> I was so hoping the punchline to this story was going to be, and then we emptied out his bank account. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good, but the other and we ran was, to Bet Online AG. Uh, I mean, we we thought of some uh, better questions later, but I think uh, you know, for the purposes of just putting this plot together in five minutes, asking his shoe size was that was pretty good. And uh, I mean, and like he answered it. Tip, but it, it, he answered it. Well, that, that's what I said. Also, if I could have kept my composure, I would have gone. Yes, sir. That does check out. We do see that you've got last got a 12 and a half D medium and it, you, it is a little loose. Yes, sir. What can I help you with? That's what I should have done. <laughs> you know, okay. there's a correlation between shoe size and you know what I'm saying. So uh, the shoe size. How big is that? Yeah. That's the next you, question. Yeah, no, well, that's, you know, I could have <laughs> also and I were like, we could go on that next. Okay. Does it fit in a bread box? <laughs> We could have asked that, says, but we didn't. Says here it doesn't. Says here on our screen it, says it, here doesn't. it doesn't. Sir. 
Yeah. And uh, I, yes, sir. No, it depends on what's around me. Doesn't help, sir. No, I just, I have simply no. Um, okay. Let me tell everybody about Ooh. Omaha Steaks. This, this is the Ooh. perfect gift. Good. Omaha Steaks. Love them. All right. I'm telling you, this is true. My dad, who's a great American, who works with me, I just told you about him. He loves to send my three older children that live in Ohio with their mom. He loves he loves to send them steaks. And we always send them Omaha steaks. They love it. And there's always some kind of deal where like they get eight free hamburgers or hot dogs or desserts or something. And they've all learned to grill. They've all learned to uh, cook inside, you know, too, because it gets colder in the, you know, which is bra in, in, uh, in, Ohio. I mean, they love it. They, they they love Omaha steaks. I'm telling you, they're fantastic. And the holidays are around the corner. You know this. Finding the perfect gift is really, really difficult. Omaha steaks makes it easy. Everybody loves a steak. And if they don't love a steak, you probably don't want to be friends with them, but they at least love chicken or hamburgers or something. And they've got all that at Omaha steaks too. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter college, into the search bar, into the search bar. That's where you enter college, the word college. The perfect gift package for $99.99. You'll get 24 entries into the world. Oh, excuse me, 24 entrees. I don't know why I said entries. 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breast, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use college and put it in the search bar, not in like they don't have a promo thing. It's a search bar. Achieving greatness with Omaha Steaks, incredible flavor, incredible value, 100% guaranteed. Go to Omaha Steaks. All right, Jimmy. So this is our injury episode of Locked on Bama. Here's where things get dicey. I think um, there there are rumblings out there about yep. other injuries. One yep. being to Josh Job, and yep. one being to Jalen Armour Davis. Now Jalen Armour Davis in the room, or he's been hurt. But I think mm-hmm. what what I think the world needs to know, Jimmy, are we going to have mm-hmm. those two guys available for the playoffs? Well, uh, as we know, Josh Job has been fighting a turf toe issue the entire season. And some weeks it's better than others. And not to just totally defend the kid, but I think sometimes you can almost line up his best performances. His foot was fine. And the ones he wasn't so good, his foot was bothering him. Uh, it, it does sort of work that way. But Job's foot is so bad. Uh, I've read on message boards today that Job had surgery while Alabama has yet to address this. And they may or may not. Uh, I believe it to be true uh, that Job uh, is not going to be available for the playoffs because he had surgery. So that's bad for sure. means Kool-Aid starts opposite Jalen Armour Davis. But as we know, Jalen Armour missed Auburn. He just missed the Georgia game. I think we have to assume he won't be back. I'm not telling you he's not going to be back. But we have to assume that as fans – but that's very possible. He, he's not even dressing, so he's, he's seriously hurt. Now, uh, so I'm just telling you guys, in my head, when I'm picturing what's going to happen on the first defensive possession against Cincinnati, um, I think we're going to see Kyrie Jackson and Kool-Aid McKinstry as the starting corners. And it's, on the one hand, scary. Oof. On the one hand, it's scary. On the other hand, wow, we have some really cool depth on this, on this football team because – it will be Kool-Aid's fourth or fifth start. He's played really well for a freshman. Kyrie is yet to start, but I don't know if there's a player on the team that looks any better in his pads than that guy. Um, I am not going to be super pessimistic about it, uh, maybe in the championship game. But against Cincinnati, 
I'll be here to see what number six does at corner if it gets to that point. But Ms. Telling, I'm, what I'm saying is the Job rumors that are on message boards are probably true. And we need to worry because we haven't seen Jalen Armour Davis at all in the last two huge games. And if you think he'll be back without having that information, you're just being an optimistic Bama fan. There's, put it this way, there's no real reason for you to expect him there, uh, nor is there a real reason to know that he's out. But uh, I assure you Alabama's going to make plans otherwise. And, Jimmy, here's – okay, so those two guys potentially out for the playoffs. And you, you mentioned our two mm-hmm. starters would be Kyrie Jackson, who Saban loved apparently. I mean, everybody was so high on Kyrie Jackson because apparently Saban loved Kyrie Jackson. Um, and, and, and everybody loves Kool-Aid McKinstry. I mean, Kool-Aid is going to be a thing. I mean, I, I thought he'd be SEC freshman of the year at one point. Um, but I'm looking at our depth chart right now, not our depth chart, our roster. And I pulled up just the defensive backs. All right. Jalen Armour Davis out. Then there's Probably. Terry on Arnold, who's not a cornerback, by the way. Um, and he hadn't really he played. He, he, he practices a corner. He does. Okay. He does. He practices okay. a corner. Yep. But now, and here's the other thing, he could play and still redshirt mm-hmm. at this point. I don't think Terry on Arnold, has he played at all? Uh, if he's played, he hasn't played in more than two or three games. So I, I believe we're free to play him and not burn a redshirt. But at this point, hey, if you're down Job and Davis, uh, Armour Davis, um, I mean, at this point, his redshirt will be immaterial. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, I don't no, I believe you. he's ahead of – I don't believe he's ahead of Kyrie on the depth chart, though. So I think Tyrion Arnold basically goes to first corner off the bench in this situation. Okay, and then, of course, Jordan Battle, Brian Branch, DeMarco Hellams, and Malachi Moore. Moore, who has not been playing much lately, by the way. Um, And somebody has asked us. Yeah, somebody's. that's four dudes who don't play cornerback. That's right, and uh, Malachi's hurt anyway. I mean, that's. Yeah. He, I mean, he's hurt. He can play some on a limited basis, so he's out there on some special teams units. But he's not out there on the regular defense. Brian Branch is playing that position and playing it well. I might add, Brian Branch is doing well, uh, but Malachi's banged up too. I mean, this is a. Uh, I mean, we're DefCon two with the injury situation at DB. And then there's. Um... You know, Christian Story, who is not a cornerback. Uh, Devontae Smith, who who is a cornerback, I believe, right? Oh, he's no, a safety the other, Him and Arnold ended up doing what uh, no one projected. I think when we signed those guys, everybody thought Terry and Arnold would be a safety and Devontae Smith would play corner. Uh, it oh. has been the complete opposite. It's been the complete okay. opposite all fall. Uh, Arnold has been a corner. Devontae has been at safety. Jeez. So, and I guess, you know, it's funny. Everybody can talk about how much depth you have, but you can be without depth if you just lose one dude. Well, we've lost two dudes. And so three now three. it's a – I mean, it's three, crazy. Really. Yeah, three. We it's started only- the fall. We started the fall with seven uh, scholarship corners, and uh, Marcus Banks left. Uh, now it looks like Job is out, and, and Jalen Armour Davis may be out. So that leaves us with four. Kyrie, Kyrie and Kool-Aid – would be the starters, Terry and Arnold first off the bench, and the, and the deep depth would be Jacquez Robinson, who's who's been there for a while. Um, you know, he's, he's certainly got experience in the sense that, you know, he's been on the team three seasons, so he, he knows the scheme, but he would be fourth to my knowledge. Uh, and, again, this is assuming the Joe rumor is true. Alabama hasn't confirmed that, and I don't know that they will. Uh, and, secondly, uh, worst-case scenario, Armour Davis can't return 
And uh, we're not being uh, panicky about that or, or, or trying to create chaos where it doesn't exist. It is just the plain ass logic. He didn't dress in the last two games. So if you think he's coming back, if you think he's coming back, you're hoping. You don't know. Just yeah. like I'm telling you, I'm not reporting that he won't be. But you don't know that he's coming back. No one does. Except, yeah. uh, except a little circle around coach. Sure would be nice to have somebody like, I don't know, Marcus Banks, uh, if he could have stuck around yeah. a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, no, that's so true. Had Banks stuck around, uh, he would be a significant player. Had Keelan Robinson stuck around, he'll be a significant player. Uh, if Drew Sanders leaves, because I've talked about that a couple of times, if Drew leaves, <laughs> what are the odds we'll be right back here next fall going, damn, if Drew hadn't left, he'd be the dude. I mean, Jerome Ford. For that a real, Jerome Ford. If these kids, uh, and again, I get it. I'm not being critical of them. I'm just saying in football, you can't play with 22 guys. They get hurt. Everybody. And I know Alabama fans, why is it always our guys that get hurt? Y'all are just living in Alabama's world. Cincinnati has injury problems too. Georgia has injury problems too. We're not the most injured team in the country. It's football. Ask the NFL if your starters ever get hurt. And, and Jimmy, here's something else I've thought about, though. Okay, because I'm not panicking, but I'm going to tell you this. If I were to – just like I told people to bet on Georgia very stupidly, I would tell people to take Cincinnati in the points right now um, until I, I know a little – I feel a little bit better about who we're going to have playing in the in the defensive backfield. Cincinnati, and, and at wide receiver, for that matter. I, I want to feel better about – a Jacory Brooks stepping up or, or some, or Tyrion Arnold stepping up. I want to feel better about that before I say, Oh, Alabama's going to decimate Cincinnati, which sucks because all year long I've been saying, you know, Alabama would smoke Cincinnati and smoke Michigan. Well, we're probably about to find out how that, how that's going to hold up. And nobody's going to give a shit how many people we got hurt. They're not going to want to hear well, Mechie didn't play and Job didn't play and blah, 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 didn't play. They don't care about that. But I'll say this, given the circumstances, I feel like this is probably the best foursome that we could have that we could be playing against. If Ohio State had made it in uh, oh, with gosh. Alave and and their and, and Wilson and their other receivers, they would butter our bread if we don't have uh, some of these dudes you're talking about. So I feel yeah. like okay, we may have dodged a bullet with that. Yeah, uh, I agree that the matchup is still good. And, you know, we're weeks away from me having to make a pick, thank goodness, because I hope to know the situation even better. But, I mean, right now, I mean, my feeling about outcome of Cincinnati game is this. If we play, even with a couple of missing guys, if we play against Cincinnati like we played against Georgia, I would love to take Alabama laying the points. I think Alabama would win that game by four touchdowns uh, if they play like they did against Georgia. Um, if Alabama plays like they did in basically one half of the regular season, it's going to be tight and probably a one-score game. I mean, which Alabama are we getting here? Um, yeah. And, and I think against Cincinnati, it, it would be more problematic. I'd feel more confident, you know, if this was Georgia. I, I think our guys get up and they know what kind of effort it's going to take to win. I, I worry a little bit about that Cincinnati name. And not the Cincinnati they're going to see on tape. Cincinnati they're going to see on tape are probably going to go – well, shit, they look like half the SEC teams we played. You know, if they really watch them on tape, they'll see there's some pretty good players out there. But uh, if they're just like, eh, we got the easy draw. It's Cincinnati, their group of five. Let's coast and then uh, get back up. 
for uh, the Georgia-Michigan winner. If that's there, if that's the team attitude, uh, they may not escape Dallas. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, next show, we promise to be more upbeat. How about that? And I'll have more crazy antics from the Robinson office. How about that? <laughs> the office. You um, should call it. You should call it. That's it. Come the office. It would be huge. Uh, Jimmy, I had this wonderful idea. What if I got like a faux documentary team to just follow us around for like somewhere between, I don't know, 11 to 13 seasons. I don't know why I said seasons. Maybe I should say years. And, um, uh, they could, I could be the bumbling boss and then we could have, you know, it'd be fun, right? Who's That's Dwight? never going to work. That's never going to work. No matter how many times <laughs> you ask me, Michael Scott. All right, buddy. Uh, we'll By Ron tomorrow, Burgundy we'll being asked on Anchorman, you know, hey, yes, <laughs> we're starting this new, we're starting this new cable news network. If you're calling ESPN, it's be sports all day, all, all day long. Sports, twenty four hours a day, that'll never work. <laughs> Said I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. Um, <laughs> that'll never work. All right, buddy. Roll tide. Roll tide. Roll tide.